In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <coughs> On the feast day of Pentecost, we are given some very beautiful imagery painted for us in words that reveal the wonder and the reality of the day that we celebrate today. And so, as you hear words both from Scripture and from the liturgy, pay attention to what's being painted for you because it's a window to see the reality of what God has done for His church and through His church on the day of Pentecost. And He wants to reveal it for us today for the growth of our faith in that it is a reality. Because it speaks to who we are as His holy church and His divine purposes in and through each one of our lives and collectively in the body of Christ. Begin with the video poem. We've been singing this, these words. I beheld water which proceedeth from the temple on the right side thereof, and all they to whom that water came were healed. Everyone. We've been singing this all throughout Easter time and to this very day. It is the song proclaiming the great truth of the salvation of souls by our Lord Jesus Christ from every generation beginning with Pentecost until He comes again. That water that flows, that brings life to all that it touches. Life from death. In fact, the prophet Ezekiel was given foresight into this very reality, the very reality of this day and the age that it began. We see it in Ezekiel in chapter 47 when Ezekiel says these words. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region. It goes down into the valley and it enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. This song, this prophecy of the reality we celebrate today, it finds its fulfillment in the revelation given to the Apostle John in Revelation in chapter 2, when our, the Apostle proclaims these words, And Jesus showed me a pure river, a water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of the street, and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And our Lord Jesus Christ, even with His own words in the Gospel of St. John in chapter 7, He teaches this. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The river, the leaves of the tree, the giving of the Holy Spirit, the living waters flowing out of the temple. This is the reality of Pentecost that we celebrate today.
for our salvation and for the life of the world because today all that you just heard is fulfilled until Christ comes again. We're told in the second chapter of Acts that as the disciples were gathered in one accord from the prayer that they had been in, they were in such unity, having been in prayer since Christ had ascended, that the Holy Spirit, just as Christ had promised, came upon them and came to dwell within them. And they were, as He said, endued with power. The living water, in other words, was poured into them. And that day, the result of the living water being poured into them was living water being poured out of them, all into Jerusalem. And that day, 3,000 blessed souls, by the touching of this water, would repent, be baptized into that living water, be filled with that living water. And then 3,000 of those souls would go out all over the place, being the fount of living water, poured out to others as the church, like a wildfire, began to spread all over the known world. In heaven, do you ever wonder, Lord, Will there be videos of some of this stuff? <laughs> because everything in my heart wants, I want to see that. I want to see the impact on the lives of lost souls when they touch the living water. 3,000 of them plus. And seeing it spread throughout the world. Let's talk for just a moment about what this reality looks like in the life of the church. <coughs> this living water entering into and flowing out of everyone who's been given the great gift of God, the Holy Spirit, from Pentecost on. You may remember from a sermon just a few weeks ago preparing for the ascension, Jesus is comforting His disciples regarding His return to the Father. And I gave you a teaching from St. Theodore of Mopsostia, bishop in the late 4th century. And he taught this. Jesus is saying, you might remember this, this indeed is the order of things. This is the order of things. So that when I am in glory, but you are still anticipating participation in that glory, you may receive the grace of the Spirit. Therefore, if I go, you will also necessarily receive through the gift of the Spirit the participation in the gifts that I enjoy. You get that? While He's in heaven and we are ascending towards it, He gives us the Holy Spirit that we might enjoy the gifts that He enjoys and enjoy all His days upon the earth. You've heard me say, I'll tell you this before that. The living waters we're talking about flowing out of us, into and out of us, are the very divine gifts that Christ Himself enjoys. And He wants us to revel in the same joy as He pours it into us and out of us. You've heard me say many times before that our being called the body of Christ, we even talked about in our inquiries and catechumens class last night, that our being called the body of Christ is not some cute phrase or a limited metaphor. It is an absolute statement of God's divine plan, His reality granted for the salvation of the souls of every generation until He returns again. This is the very reason, by the way, that we are given or were given the teaching of St. Paul in the Mass from the Vigil of Pentecost that would have been celebrated yesterday from his writing to the Corinthian church, his first letter in chapter 12. It's one of the lists that St. Paul offers to his church. 
regarding the gifts that Christ enjoys and has shared with his people for the living water to flow out of them. And the apostle presents this list like this. He says there are many gifts given by the one spirit, different gifts to different living stones that make up Christ's temple, his body. And then he starts to list some of them. And he says in his teaching that the manifestation of the spirit is given for the profit of everyone through each living stone in the church. And that's the key. The manifestation of the spirit is the continuation of the very ministry of Christ upon the earth through his church. Christ manifesting himself and all things needed for the salvation of the souls of all mankind. So St. Paul begins his list by saying, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another workings of miracles by the same Spirit, to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits. If we look in Romans chapter 12, he continues in another list. Of all these gifts that Christ enjoys that he shares with us for the salvation of the world. In Romans 12 he says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. In or ministry, let us use it in ministry. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who, show, who shows mercy with cheerfulness. All of the gifts you just heard. Every single one of them. You've got to see this. All of these gifts Jesus Christ himself manifested in his ministry when he walked the earth. His incarnate ministry was all of these things. You put them all together. You see what he did as recorded in the Gospels. When he took on our humanity and joined it to his divinity, he manifest these ministries for the benefit and salvation of every soul. Which is why St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. The body of Christ in Christ are one and the same, joined by union, by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 12, the apostle says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. In other words, the word of God at the incarnation took on a human physical body, and did these ministries. And my friends, at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, after Christ had ascended, at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, guess what? Our Lord Jesus Christ took on a body yet again. And I'm looking at it. You are those filled with the entirety of God for your salvation and for the salvation of the whole world. 
that the continuing incarnate ministry of Christ is here and present in this world through the kingdom of God until he comes again. And through us, my friends, it was always his divine plan to have his living waters flow out of us, his temple, so that everywhere that water goes, everyone touched by those waters, that is the continuing ministry of Christ, could be healed, could be mended, made whole, could be saved. What are the gifts Christ enjoys and shares with us? It's all of those things that edify the body of Christ and strengthen it. And it's all of those things that reveal him to all of those lost in the chaos of this world. So that they see the brilliance of Christ like a prism through his church in all of his glory. And they can come out of the chaos and come to his order. There's one other great prophecy that I'd like to share with you from the prophet Ezekiel once again, showing the desire and the design of God that would be fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. It's from Ezekiel chapter 37 and it is one of the prophecies that would have been read at the vigil of Pentecost. It's the prophecy of the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel was given a vision of a valley of dry bones, bones of those long dead. And God tells Ezekiel, Ezekiel prophesy to the bones. One of the gifts that's mentioned by St. Paul. And so Ezekiel begins to prophesy to the bones. And the bones begin to grow ligaments. Their joints strengthen. Muscle starts to form. And flesh covers them. And as he's prophesying, a great wind, like the wind of Pentecost, blows over those lifeless, now restored but lifeless bodies, and fills them with life, breathes life into them again, and they rise up in praise of God. From death to life the bones came. From a far lesser existence to the fullness of God's intended existence they became. The wind of the Spirit breathed life into them again, just as the living waters have come and all those who those living waters touch are healed. That is Pentecost. And this is us. This is the church because of Pentecost and the great gift of the Holy Spirit. This has always been God's design. It was always His plan, His will, and His wisdom from before all time. And the question for us today, with this Pentecost that we're having revealed to us, the true Pentecost the church has preached for 2,000 years, the question is this, do we really believe any of this? Do we really believe that this is possible in us and through us? Do I believe, do you believe that you have become and been made an earthen vessel that has been filled with the living waters of Christ given to be poured out for the life of the world? And I cry out, Lord, help my unbelief. And I pray that you will do the same. My friends, may we come to know our most true selves and our most truly given divine purpose by our Lord Jesus Christ. So that we can have the joy of letting Christ our God so heal our lives that by that transformation, His living waters all the more naturally flow out of us to touch those who are lifeless. 
and they can experience Him. If, you, if you're rejoicing like I am, through all the things that we see our Lord Jesus Christ doing in this parish these days, if you let Christ build the mustard seed of faith and let Him heal your lives, if we let Pentecost become a reality in His holy church, then I promise you this, we have not seen anything yet, and I want to see it all. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.